When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. So we started talking about on the Blitz this week, we started talking about the identity of the offense for Texas in 2023 and what it's going to look like. And I'm I'm hopeful. I'm not even saying optimistic. I'm hopeful that Steve Sarkeesian has an offense that lends itself more to maximizing positionless players, maximizing your versatility on offense because you've got a lot of guys that can do multiple things. Jordan Whittington, we know, is one of those guys. Keelan Robinson is one of those guys. Xavier Worthy, with with the addition of A.D. Mitchell and Isaiah Nair coming back, we've talked about it. Now you don't have to pigeonhole him mm-hmm. in one role. You can do different things with him. Another guy that fits into that mold, Craig, is Jatavian Sanders. And, you know, I started thinking about this. We, we kind of – thought about on the fly. Rod, Rod is less optimistic than or less hopeful than I Rod's hopeful. He's much less optimistic than I am about the positionless football bit. And he made a great point on the blitz. He said, look, whenever he brings up trends or things that he thinks is coming, Rod does it based on film study and he tracks things. And he said, there's really nothing. And I agree with him. There's nothing that leads you to believe that this is coming from Steve Sarkeesian, because it seems like it seems like some of that stuff Sark does where you feature a guy. It seems like it is more opponent based. It's more week to week stuff and and hunting a specific matchup against a specific opponent rather than doing what, you know, a guy like a Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay or a Mike McDaniel will do where that is who you are on offense. And it goes out from there. But why I'm hopeful, it goes back to Jatavian Sanders, Craig, because if Sark is right, and and I I, I think he really believes what he said when he calls the tight end position the most significant position, the most important position in his offense other than quarterback, I think that should lend you to maximizing the versatility of your playmakers because you can do that with Jatavian Sanders. And we've got a nugget up on the site right now. Uh, My colleague Chip Brown in his morning column uh, said he checked in with a team source who said that uh, JT's emerging as a key vocal leader on offense, which that side of the ball you need it with no Roshan, no Bijan. Bijan led in a different way than Roe did, but Craig, you know, you know the impact Roe had as a vocal leader. I mean, the buck stopped with him. He was the yep. guy everybody looked at. According to the source, said, quote, the guy gets it, how to work, how to push, and how to hold others accountable. So Jatavian Sanders is doing that part of it from everything we've heard in winter workouts. But you get to the on-field stuff, and I went ahead and – was looking at his numbers in terms of where he lined up last year in usage. And I wanted to compare it to kind of somebody that I think is also in college football, a versatile tight end. And I, I don't think it's hyperbole when I say Jatavian Sanders is one of the top three to five tight ends in the country in 2023, a guy that's going to be on the Mackey Award watch list. I'm not going to be shocked to see him on some preseason All-American teams. So I looked at how Texas used Jatavian Sanders last year yeah, and how Georgia used Brock Bowers. Okay. It was more similar than I thought, but you'll see the differences when I'm talking about Sark really needing to maximize JT's ability. So you go to JT last year, and this is all according to Pro Football Focus. 12 snaps in the backfield, 602 as an inline tight end, 141 in the slot, and 59 out wide. Brock Bowers. And keep in mind, Bowers played... 
two more games than JT did? Three more games? No, two more games. Two more games. My bad. Brock Bowers, 14 in the backfield, 259 as an inline tight end, 315 in the slot, and 67 out wide. So you've got Bowers' snaps are a little more spread out to some Mm -hmm. different positions. The bulk of JT's come as an inline tight end. And it's not that Sark wasn't versatile with him, didn't have some imagination in terms of how to get JT the ball, because we saw him get it on tight end screens. We saw him when he was out wide, how they would get him the ball. But it seemed like there were specific ways, like the tight end screen, when they went to tight end screens, there just wasn't a lot of variety in the tight end screen game. It seemed to be kind of the same tight end screen. When you put JT out wide, it kind of seemed like more often than not, it was in the red zone and you were going to throw him a fade, which, Craig, you know I've talked about this in here. I've talked about it on the Blitz. I've written about it in Horns 24-7. I loathe the fade Unless, unless you've got Megatron on your team, you're not a fade or Randy guy. Moss, you've never been a fade guy. Don't throw the fade in the red zone. Just don't. Just don't do it. It's a very low percentage throw. Unless you're going to throw that back shoulder fade and give your guy a chance to go make a play, which very few quarterbacks at the college level are capable of making, making that, that throw. throw. That's like what I Jim, like that throw if you can make. Yeah, that throw. but Jimbo Fisher asking Haynes King to do it against Alabama from the opposite hash, probably not the best play call you can have on fourth yeah. and goal at the end of the game. But I digress. Uh, so maybe make, mix up some variety in terms of how you get him the ball. Put him out wide and throw him a slant. Let him catch a screen. Mix up your tight end screen game. Do some different things with him. Uh, also, get him on the move. You, he's, he's proven that he's a capable blocker. Line him up in the backfield a little bit more. Use him as more of kind of that sniffer back, that H-back that a lot of people are using right now. Just find different ways to get him on the move. You, you know, We know Sark's offense, it's full of motions and shifts, just general pre-snap movement. Mm-hmm. You can do so many things with J.T. Sanders to get him in the most favorable matchup you can, or even to use him as a decoy to get somebody else involved because he's such a receiving threat. I just think the identity of the offense needs to revolve around not so much the talent you had in the backfield like it did last year. I think it needs to be more about ver- the versatility you have, maximizing that versatility, and it starts with J.T. Sanders. All right. Me. Uh, there it is. That's uh, your long one. By the way, we had somebody else ask, and uh, we, we talked about it in the first hour of the program. The start time for the Kansas game has been announced. It'll be 3 o'clock on Saturday, uh, March 4th. So 3 o'clock will be the tip It's 3 time. o'clock Pacific time, so adjust your clocks accordingly. No, I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's 3 o'clock Central time.